Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Welcome to Prognosis. I'm Laura Carlson. It's day 291 since coronavirus was declared a global pandemic. Today, we're bringing you a special episode. Scientists have long believed the source of the pandemic can be traced back to bats. Pioneering research by Australian veterinarian Dr. Hume Field more than 20 years ago showed why bats are an important host of some of humanity's most feared viruses. Bloomberg senior editor Jason Gale recently caught up with Hume to hear more about how the SARS-CoV-2 virus got from bats to people. It's been a year since COVID-19 emerged in the central Chinese city of Wuhan. A lot has been learned in that time, but Hume says questions still remain about the coronavirus's origins. What we don't have is it really is much more information about where it's come from. And, uh, you know, understandably, all the focus has been on getting the diagnostics up, getting the human treatment protocols up. But we still don't have much information, at least published, about where this virus may have come from. Hume is part of an international task force set up by the Lancet Medical Journal. He says at least two things have frustrated the research efforts, international travel restrictions and politics. One of the unfortunate things, and part of it is uh, the circumstance of COVID-19 disease and the inability to travel and shutdowns and stuff like that, is that that investigation hasn't been able to be a collaborative investigation. It hasn't been able to be an international, um, you know, multi-institutional kind of global investigation. And as I say, that's in part because of the constraints of the infectivity of the virus, but it's in part also because of the, of the what I think is a tragic politicisation of the science around this. Hume has helped investigate several international disease outbreaks, including the origins of SARS almost 20 years ago. Back then, a team that included Chinese, American and Australian scientists worked together to trace the virus to bats. And the result was a, a collaborative and a you know, joint body of work and knowledge that was shared and was um, you know, accepted in, in the scientific community. The problem we have with this politicisation of science and almost a, you know, the conspiracy theorist thing is that the Chinese scientists may well be able to get to the, to the bottom of this and may well have a very plausible identification of both a, uh, a natural reservoir and a, you know, a pathway, a conduit, if you like, an epidemiological bridge to uh, human spillover. The, the ongoing challenge is how do, we, how do we make any findings that Chinese scientists may already have in this area uh, and any additional findings that we make, uh, how do we make those broadly accepted? to uh, what now seems to be quite a cynical and politicised audience in some sectors at least. 
Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial Advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing, entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Hume says the only way to have the task force investigators and their results accepted as being legitimate and credible is if they consider all hypotheses. They'll also need to back up their theories with strong evidence. So we've got, you know, something like half a dozen hypotheses that start with some version of a bat-human transmission. So it might be, you know, a bat-human direct then goes and spreads it somewhere else, or it might be a bat intermediate and et cetera, et cetera. So there, there are several versions of, uh, of that potential scenario. Um, right down to, you know, some of the evidently, you know, less well-based um, conspiracy-type approaches about um, releases and uh, lab escapes. There are about a dozen people on the team. Hume says that once they've gone over the evidence, they'll try to identify the most plausible scenario for how the virus entered humans and became efficient at spreading from person to person. This is really about understanding what happened here. Firstly, to do that, to understand what happened here in this context of SARS-CoV-2 and the resultant COVID-19. But secondly, to understand what that pathway is so we can mitigate it being used again, if you like, by a subsequent emerging disease. Hume says scientific thinking around the new coronavirus has changed over the past year. Cases were initially linked to a giant indoor fresh produce market in central Wuhan. Scientists thought the transmission to humans could have come from the animals on sale there. There's precedent for this. The original SARS virus in 2002 was linked to one of these sites in the southern province of Guangdong. The original reports and the association with uh, the wet market and the parallels or the apparent parallels with SARS-CoV-1 I think did shape the original perceptions uh, and the original thinking. More and more people from an epidemiological perspective, including me, are thinking that what we've seen come out over, you know, these last nine months in terms of additional info, even though it's been sort of jigsaw piece-sized stuff with publications, et cetera, does suggest that that uh, Wanan market uh, event may have been more likely an amplification or at least an increase in the efficiency of the virus in human-to-human transmission. The earliest known COVID-19 cases in Wuhan were not linked to the market. This means it's possible the virus began infecting humans elsewhere. Hume says it's likely that transmission occurred several times before the virus eventually sparked a global pandemic. 
as often happens with these emerging diseases, you know, it doesn't necessarily take, in fact, it typically doesn't take the first time and become very efficient human-to-human transmission. You might get, you know, one person sick and you might get one generation of transfer, one person to another, then it dies out, et cetera, et cetera. As we better understand that geographic uh, occurrence and the temporal occurrence of the earlier cases will clarify that aspect. Scientists think that the virus came from horseshoe bats, but they're not the only animals that can spread it. In Europe, and more recently in the United States, it's become clear that mink are highly susceptible to SARS-CoV-2. This has led to mass cullings of these animals on pelt farms. The mink scenario to me says where you've got a large population of susceptible animals in the right conditions with a certain density, then this virus is just going to go you know, right through it. And and I also think that gives us some insight into where we need to be going, how we need to be shaping our investigations of the origins of this virus. Hume says they'll need to test wild animals and those raised in captivity for coronavirus antibodies for clues. We need to be identifying potential plausible populations with some kind of traceback, if we can, from what the earlier cases may have had contact with. We've already got some clues about the species and locations where related bats or bats with related coronaviruses are, and potentially also at the intermediate host level. Given the virus's affinity for mink, Hume says it makes sense to screen similar animals like ferrets and weasels. The results might fill in some gaps and help us understand the coronavirus's mysterious journey from bats to humans. That was Jason Gale in conversation with Hume Field. And that's it for our show today. For coverage of the outbreak from 120 bureaus around the world, visit Bloomberg.com coronavirus. And if you like the show, please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's the best way to help more listeners find our global reporting. The Prognosis Daily Edition is produced by Topher Forges, Jordan Gaspure, Magnus Henriksen, and me, Laura Carlson. Original music by Leo Sidrin. Our editors are Rick Schein and Francesca Levy. Francesca Levy is Bloomberg's head of podcasts. Thanks for listening. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.